Hey everybody, and we continue with uh, the Hey Elliot Podcast's version of A Christmas Carol uh, by Charles Dickens. Um, I think we'll probably keep doing what we've been doing, halfway versus halfway, but I'm going to start abridging this because I can't do it anymore. I can't read Charles Dickens' words no more. I just can't do it. You just, just, aren't we all glad I didn't read A Tale of Two Cities? Instead, folks. All right. I thought this was going to be a lot of easier read. I don't know why, but I just did. So let's sally forth, shall we? Stave four, the last of the spirits. The phantom slowly, gravely, silently approached. When it came near him, Scrooge bent down upon his knee, for in the very air through which the spirit moved it, moved, it seemed to scatter gloom. And mystery, yeah, very scary. It looked like death, folks. It looked like robed, couldn't see his face. It was scary, it was tall, yada, yada, yada. Okay, here's Scrooge. I am in the presence of the ghost of Christmas yet to come, said Scrooge. The spirit answered not, but pointed onward with its hand. You're about to show me shadows of things that have not happened, but it will happen in the time before us, Scrooge pursued. Is that so, spirit? The upper portion of the garment was contracted for an instant in its folds, as if the spirit had inclined its head. That was the only answer he received. Although well used to ghostly company by this time, Scrooge feared the silent shape so much that his legs trembled. Yep, he was scared. Scrooge was all the worse for this. It was thrilled him with a vague and certain horror. He's following the... Okay. Oh, because we haven't guessed who he is, but everyone knows he is. So Scrooge is like, ah, who is this? Ah, it's the ghost of the future, he exclaimed. I fear you more than any specter I have seen. But as I know your purpose is to me to do me good, and I hope to live to be another man from what I was. I'm prepared to bear you company and do it with a thankful heart. Will you not speak to me? It gave him no reply. The hand was pointed straight before them. Lead on, said Scrooge. Lead on. The night is waning fast, and it is precious time to me. I know. Lead on, spirit. The phantom moved away as it had come towards him. What? Scrooge? Oh, okay, because it glided. Okay, got it. Scrooge followed the shadow of its dress, which bore him up. He thought and carried him along. They scarcely seemed to enter the city. Yeah, for the city. Yep, we're flying through the city again. Okay, the spirit stopped beside one little knot of businessmen, observing the hand was pointed to them. Scrooge advanced to listen to their talk. No, said a great fat man with a monstrous chin. Wow. (laughs) Boy, Charles Dickens sure is... Judgmental. With a monstrous chin. I don't know much about it either way. I only know he's dead. When did he die? inquired another. Last night, I believe. Why, what was the matter with him? asked the third, taking a vast quantity of snuff out of a very large snuff box. (laughs) That's my... That's my, uh... That's what he sounded like right before he said, I thought he'd never die. God knows, said the first with a yawn. What has he done with his money? asked a red-faced gentleman with a pendulous 
excrescence on the end of his nose that shook like the gills of a turkey cock. Ew. Dude, that reminds me of that uh, scene. Uh, There's a movie called Nothing But Trouble. And there's this really gross-looking guy eating a sausage, and the sausage still has that little tail because sausages are connected to. So it cut that, but not the tail off. So as he eats it, it's all wiggling and stuff. That's what that reminds me of. Okay. And he's ugly. This isn't like me saying he's ugly. This is the script and the decorators and the face people. That's They're saying he's ugly, not me. Jeez, don't get on my ass. All right. I haven't heard, said the man with large chin yawning again. Chinny and nosy. Left it to his company, perhaps. He hasn't left it to me. That's all I know. The pleasantry was received with general health. A general laugh. Sorry, I'm trying to get through this. It's likely to be a very cheap funeral, said the same speaker, for upon my life I don't know anybody to go it. Suppose we make up a party and volunteer. I don't mind going if a lunch is provided, observed the gentleman with the excrescence on his nose, but I must be fed if I make one. Another laugh. Yeah, that was <laughs> was a cut up, buddy. Well, I am the most disinterested among you of after all, no. I don't <laughs> You are not, my friend, the most disinterested among us all, said the first speaker, for I will never wear black gloves. I never eat lunch, but I'll go off home poor me, Jesus. I'm not sure that I was his most particular friend, for we used to stop and speak whenever we met. Bye-bye. Speakers and listeners strolled away because he was dead. Yeah, well, Phantom glided into a street, finger-pointed to two persons meeting. Scrooge listened again, thinking that the explanation might lie here. He knew these men so per- also perfectly. They were men of business, very wealthy and great importance. He had made a point of always standing well in their esteem in a business point of view, that is, strictly in a business point of view. How are you, said one. How are you, returned the other. Well, said the first, old Scotch has got his own at last, hey? So I am told, returned the second. Cold, isn't it? Seasonable for Christmas time. You're not a skater, I suppose. No, no, something else to think of. Good morning. <laughs> it's like that hello doggy from um the room not another word that was their meaning their conversation in the parking lot scrooge was at first inclined to be surprised that the spirit should attach importance to conversations apparently so trivial uh because they're talking about a dead guy and this is the future uh nudge nudge but no he doesn't know they could scarcely suppose to have any bearing on the death of Jacob, his own partner, for that was a past. So who are they talking about? I don't know, he's thinking. He's like, huh, I just don't know. I don't know either, folks. Let's keep going. All right. He looked at the very place for his own image, but another man stood in his accustomed corner in his house. Yeah, I, I skipped ahead. Okay. And although the clock pointed to its usual time of the day for being there, he saw no likeness of himself among the multitudes that poured in through the porch. It gave him a little surprise, however, for he had been revolving in his mind a change of life, and thought and hoped he saw his newborn resolutions carried out in this. Is this where New Year's resolutions came from, A Christmas Carol? Someone should look that up. I'll wait.
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Just describing the shop underneath. You don't need to know anything about that. All right. I think it's, uh, looks like his house was kind of dusty and gross anyway, so it's fine, it's fine. Scrooge and the Phantom came into the presence of this man, just as a woman with a heavy bundle slunk, slunk into the shop, but she had scarcely entered when another woman, similarly laden, came in too. She was closely followed by a man in faded black, who was no less startled by the sight of them than they had been upon the recognition of each other. After a short period of blank astonishment, which the old man with a pipe, what's going on here? Left the charwoman alone to... I don't know what's going on. Let's skip. Because old Joe and Carlyer, or whatever her name is. Okay. Yeah, this needs to be cut out, right? What odds are you out? Dilber? I don't know. Every person? Yeah, whatever. Fast forward. Fast forward. Okay. Here we go. Uh, I don't know where to go with this. I don't know. I can't read it. I can't care. Oh, Mrs. Dilbert and Joe are still talking, folks, and I'm skipping ahead. I know you want to know. Maybe someday I'll tell you what Joe and his brother are talking about. Oh, okay, because they're in his house. Okay, Joe and What's-Her-Face are talking about uh, just rambling, having a good time. Oh, look, they see uh, they're in Scrooge's house. I think they're from the shop below or something. But they're like... Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Apparently, they're going up to check. Yeah. Okay, they're going up to check Scrooge's apartment. Or this guy's apartment. Sorry. Damn it. Spoilers. God damn it. All right. <sighs> okay. What do you call this, Joe said. Bed curtains? Ah, returned the woman, laughing and leaning forward on her crossed arms. Bed curtains. You don't mean to say they say you took them down, rings and all, with him lying there, said Joe. Yes, I do, replied the woman. Why not? They found a dead body on a bed, apparently. You were born to make your fortune, said Joe, and you certainly do it. Yep. Because they stole stuff. They stole stuff, and we're just going to keep on going. Oh, I hope he didn't die of anything catching, eh? said Joe, stopping his work and looking up. Don't you be afraid of that, returned the woman. I ain't so fool of his company that I'd loiter about him for such things. If he did, ah, oh, you may look through that shirt till your eyes ache. There's probably nothing in there. Blah, 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 blah. All right. So they're robbing the body because they're, you know. He can't look uglier than he did in that one, whatever. Scrooge listened to this dialogue in horror as they sat grouped about their spoil in the scantly light afforded by this old man's lamp. He viewed them with dustation and disgust, which could hardly have been greater. Yeah, it's like, ugh, they really don't like this guy. Ha ha, laughed the same woman when old Joe, producing a flannel bag with money on it, found it. Yep, they found it. Okay. Spirit, said Scrooge trying to get through this without falling asleep. I see, I see. The case of this unhappy man might be my own. My life tends to be that way. Tends, my life tends that way now. Merciful heaven, what is this? I'm actually looking forward. Okay, okay, we can do this. Okay. Merciful heaven, what is this? 
He recoiled in terror. The scene had changed, and now he almost touched a bed, a bare uncurtained bed, which beneath a ragged sheet there lay something covered up. Oh, no. Scrooge glanced towards the phantom. Its steady's hand was pointed to the head. The cover was so carelessly adjusted, the slight raising of it. Oh, cold, cold, rigid. I'm just skipping, like I'm doing what I did. Uh, this is what I do. used to do when uh, I would have to do book reports. <laughs> I would read like the first paragraph and I'd move on. Anyway. <laughs> oh, cold, rigid, dreadful death. Set up thine altar here and dress it with such terrors as thou hast thy command. For this is thy, oh, wow, we're not going to do that talk. <laughs> I'm not reading the Bible here, fella. My God. Sorry, two drinks this time. All right. All righty. Okay, so it's death talking through his ears, but we're not going to read that. It's fine. He lay in the dark, empty house with not a man, a woman, or a child to say that he was kind to me in this or that. For the memory of one kind word, I will be kind to him. Yep. Spirit, he said, this is a fearful place. In leaving it, I shall not leave its lesson. Trust me. Let us go. Still the ghost pointed with an unmoved finger to the head. I understand you, Scrooge returned, and I would do it if I could, but I have not the power, spirit. I have not the power. Again it seemed to look upon him. If there is any person in the town who feels emotion caused by this man's death, said Scrooge, quite agonized, show that person to me, spirit, I beseech you. The phantom was like, look, just look at the head, okay, just look at the head. The phantom spread its dark robe for him for a moment. Like a wing, and withdrawing it revealed a room by daylight where a mother and her children were. Oh, she's expecting someone. Yep, okay, so what's going to happen? Okay, there's a knocking at the door, and um, the mom hurried to the door, met her husband, face was careworn and depressed, yep. And they sat down dinner that had been hoarding for him by the fire, and when she asked him faintly what news, which was not until after the long silence, he appeared embarrassed. Is it good, she said, or bad? Bad, he answered. Are we quite ruined? No. There is hope yet, Caroline. If he relents, she said, amazed, there is nothing. His past hope is such a miracle has happened. You notice how uh, the men are painted as easily forgiving? <laughs> just going to throw that up there right now. <laughs> um, he is past relenting, said her husband. He is dead. She was a mild and patient creature if her face spoke truth, but she was thankful in her soul to hear it. Because she's, yeah, they're all, oh, God, never mind. What the half-drunken woman <laughs> who I told you of last night said to me when I tried to see them and obtain a week's delay, and what I thought was a mere excuse to avoid me turns out to have been quite true. He was not only very ill, but dying then. To whom will our debt be transferred? I don't know. I don't know. Yes, soften is as they would. Their hearts were lighter. The children's faces hushed and clustered around to hear what they so little understood were brighter than it was a happier house for this man's death. The only emotion that the ghost could show him caused by the event was one of pleasure. Wow. 
Let us let me see some tenderness. He still doesn't realize, does he? He's still pretty uh Yeah. Alright. Okay. The ghost conducted him through several streets familiar to his feet. Yep. Alright, so where we are. They entered poor poor Bob Cratchit's house 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 the dwelling the dwelling he had visited before and found the mother and children seated round the fire quiet very quiet the noisy little cratchits were as still as statues in one corner and sat looking up at peter who had a book before him the mother and her daughters were engaged in sewing but surely they were very quiet i'm trying to whisper cuz i think there's <laughs> i don't want them to hear me rambling Okay. Where am I at here? Hold on a second. I'm getting impatient again. All right. And he took the child and sent him in the midst of him. He's reading something. All right. Colored my eyes. They color. Oh, poor Tiny Tim. Yep. We brought up Tiny Tim. They're better now again. I don't know what's going on. It passes rather. Um, They're talking, but they're all sad. They're sad because Tiny Tim has passed. I did it. I did. It. I said it. Boom, man. Uh, spoilers. Sherry to meet Bob. Okay, so what's going to happen is this is the opposite of what happens. It's not as happy as the Christmas feast. It's pretty sad. Everyone's depressed. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to skip forward here. They drew about the fire and talked. The girls and mother working still. Bob told them of the extraordinary kindness of Mr. Scrooge's nephew, whom he had scarcely seen but once, and who meeting him in the street that day, and seeing that he looked a little, just a little down, you know, said Bob, inquired what had happened to distress him, on which, said Bob, for he's the pleasantest spoken gentleman you ever heard, told him. I told him, I'm heartily sorry for it, Mr. Cratchit, he said, and heartily sorry for your good wife. And the by, how he ever knew that, I don't know. Knew what, my dear? That you were a good wife, replied Bob. Um, probably because he was just, it's what you say. It's what you say. I don't know why. Why is everyone so clueless? Yeah, okay. All right. All right, let's keep going. Everybody knows that, said Peter. Very well observed, my boy. They're talking, they're talking. Okay, it's just likely as not, said Bob. One of these days, though, there's plenty of time for that, my dear. But however and whenever we part from one another, 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 I can't do it anymore. Another, I am sure we shall none of us forget poor tiny Tim, shall we? Never cried they all. And I know, said Bob, I know, my dears, that when we recollect how patient and how mild he was, though he was a little, little child, we should not quarrel easily. Nope. We'll try to be happy. Yep. Spectre, said Scrooge, something informs me that our parting moment is at a hand. I know it, but I know not how. Tell me what man that was whom we saw lying dead. The ghost of Christmas yet to come conveyed him as before though at a different time he thought indeed there soon be no order in these later visions latter visions save that 
They were in the future, into the resorts of businessmen, but showed him not himself indeed. The spirit did not stay for anything, but went straight on as if the end, as if to end just now desired. And I don't know why I just read. But went straight on as to the end just now desired until besought by Scrooge to tarry for a moment. This court, said Scrooge, though which we hurry now is where my place of occupation is and has been for a length of time. I see the house. Let me behold what I shall be in days to come. The spirit stopped. The hand was pointed elsewhere. Yep. Still watching where he's pointed. Okay, so he's looked, and it looks like the specter's pointing at a churchyard. Here, then, the wretched man whose name had now he had now to learn lay underneath the ground. It was a worthy place, walled in by houses overrun by grass, grass and weeds, and growth of vegetation's death, not life, choked up with too much burring, burr, burring, fat with red-plated appetite, a worthy place. The spirit stood among the graves and pointed down to one. He advanced towards it, trembling. The phantom was exactly as it had been, but he dreaded what he saw. New meaning in its solemn shape. Before I draw nearer to that stone to which you point, said Scrooge, answer me one question. Are these the shadows of the things that will be? Are the shadows of the things that may be only? Still the ghost pointed downward to the grave by which it stood. Men's courses will foreshadow certain ends to which if preserved... Let's try to read this again. It sounds important. Men's courses will foreshadow certain ends to which, if preserved in, they must lead, said Scrooge. But if the courses be departed from, the ends will change. Say it is thus, and what you will show me. And what you show me. The spirit was immovable as ever. Scrooge crept towards it, trembling as he went, and following the finger right upon the stone of the neglected grave, his own name, Ebenezer Scrooge. Am I that man who lay upon the bed? He cried upon his knees. The finger pointed from the grave to him and back again. No, spirit. Oh, no, no. The finger still was there. Spirit, he cried, tight, clutching at its robe. Hear me. I am not the man I was. I will not be the man I must have been but for this intercourse. Let me try to read. I'm going to need a drink for that sentence. Okay, I'm going to try to read this again. Okay. Let me be emotional here. Okay. Good spirit, he pursued as down upon the ground he fell before it. Your nature intercedes for me, pities me. Oh, I skipped it. Okay. Spirit, he cried tight, clutching at its robe. Hear me. I am not the man I was. I will not be the man I must have been. But for this intercourse, why show me this? If I am past all hope. For the first time, he had a, the hand appeared to shake. Good spirit, he pursued, as down upon the ground he fell before it. Your nature intercedes for me and pities me. Assure me that I yet may change these shadows you have shown me by an altered life. The kind hand trembled. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. Spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. Oh, tell me. 
I may sponge away the writing on this stone. In his agony, he caught the spectral hand. It sought to free itself, but he was strong in his entreaty. He detained it. The spirit, stronger yet, repulsed him. Holding up his hands in a last prayer to have his fate reversed, he saw an alteration in the phantom's hood and dress. It shrunk, collapsed, and dwindled down into a bedpost. Wow. You know what? I know I know I'm only twenty four minutes into this, but I'm gonna stop it and then I will read stave five, okay? Yeah, I can do that. Alright. I will see you in part seven. Adios. Why is it eight? Eight, because I'm so sorry I put you through this.